Hi, and welcome to Authentically ADHD with me, Carmen, your host. I created this podcast to help anybody that struggles with neurodiversity. As a late diagnosed ADHDer, teacher, and life coach, I want to help as many people as I can with this disorder, give you tips, tricks, the new research, and some mindset work along the way. I'm here to spread positivity and help seriously as many people as possible. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi friend, how are you? I just wanted to say how grateful I am that you click this podcast every week or whenever you remember to. Speaking of which, since, you know, um, working memory is not so great in the ADHD brain, don't forget to scroll up and hit follow because I tend to send out episodes kind of impulsively, you know, by nature. So anyways, back to the show. I am so happy you're here because today's topic is a big one and it is why do we as ADHDers have such a hard time with sleep and rest? Like, do you feel this way? Do you feel like you are just always on the go? Run, 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 rush around, rush around. I know I do. Since I was literally a little kid, I remember having a really difficult time slowing down to get to sleep. I would stay up in my head thinking about the most random things. I would actually scare myself about space because I would think about it too hard. It was so prominent through my early adulthood that the very first time I went to the doctor to get some answers, I was done. Now, I'm not saying that I didn't or I don't have issues with insomnia, but the point is it wasn't just insomnia. It was ADHD-related insomnia, meaning that only a small percentage of my disorder was being treated, and that's, that's not what we want, right? Do you find that you have a hard time with sleep, whether that means falling asleep, actually going to bed, staying asleep? A lot of the times we brush it off saying we just struggle with sleep and not realizing that it's connected to our ADHD. I say this all the time, but it seriously can't be said enough that ADHD is not a deficit of attention at all. It's a deficit of regulation. It's the inability to direct our attention to where we want it to go. One of um, the focused members that is in my coaching program, which by the way, you can join by using the link in my show notes and we both save money, but something interesting that she kind of said about the ADHD brain is instead of like focus, like a flashlight, our focus is kind of like a disco ball. So we have to find ways to kind of cover up the lights that are coming out that we don't want, and we have to figure out how to shine the light where we do want it. This includes the regulation of our energy. I don't know about you, but I've always had a hard time slowing down and paying attention to my own body, the signs of being tired, and feeling wired. As a person with ADHD, self-awareness is one of the executive functions that we struggle with. It's 
it includes identifying those emotions and our the cues of our bodies and it's how we are being perceived and even the awareness of the basic needs such as hunger or tiredness or thirst we have a hard time recognizing when we are tired then even when we do it seems to take forever to calm down to sleep now i know that this affects most adhders but my friends if you have the hyperactive or combined presentation of adhd you may struggle just a bit more with the physical part of calming for sleep Usually in the inattentive presentation, it's your mind that won't shut off and it keeps you up all night. With combination presentation, I struggle with calming my body and my mind. What a treat for me, right? So research says that altered sleep patterns are just as prominent in ADHD as inattention, hyperactivity, and impulsiveness, the main symptoms. Then, the wacky sleep patterns that we get used to eventually end up becoming the norm for our bodies, and it affects all of our ADHD symptoms when we are not getting a sufficient amount of sleep. I swear, if you don't believe me, it leaves us feeling wired and tired. And if you can relate to that phrase, that means at some point you probably aren't getting a sufficient amount of sleep. So, why do we have such a hard time with sleep? Why does it take so much work to go to bed when we want to in order to recharge? There are a few reasons, and a couple of them may surprise you. First of all, if you're being treated for your ADHD with a stimulant medication, that can be a contributing factor to your trouble with sleep. So I urge you to seek options with your doctor if you feel like this is one of the big reasons. Maybe shift your dosage to go earlier. Again, I am not a doctor. I have just had experience with different parts of, you know, regulating and being able to try to change up the way that I do things so that I'm able to sleep a little bit better. Another reason that going to bed is difficult is due to the phenomenon of hyperfocus. Have you ever said, oh, I'll just do, you know, I'll finish up this thing for like 10 more minutes and then get ready for bed. And then you look up and three hours have gone by. Hello, time blindness. Getting lost in hyperfocus can also affect your sleep just as a lack of sleep hygiene overall. Sleep hygiene? Yeah, I know. I'm not going to be talking about a bedtime routine in this episode, okay? Sleep hygiene is definitely the key. So, do you find that you're sleepy a lot throughout the day and then wired at night? I have good news. You are not alone. I also have another piece of great news. It's not your fault. We can't do what we don't know. So if you were unaware of the reasons that we have trouble with sleep, how are you supposed to try to improve any of it? A huge piece of research that I stumbled across many times is that 73 to 78%, let me repeat that for emphasis, 73 to 78% of adults and children with ADHD have what experts call delayed sleep phase syndrome. Now. While I do have an episode on delayed sleep phase syndrome, 
I feel that the way that I've explained it in the past hasn't made a ton of sense because I still wasn't fully identifying it or recognizing it in myself. We are ever-changing and evolving as humans. So instead of beating myself up about it or deleting that episode and doing this one, I just decided to hop on and explain it better with more examples and with some coping skills that you can use. So, do you often feel super groggy during the morning and the daytime? Like it's super hard to wake up and you feel groggy in the beginning of the day and then you're kind of ready to conquer the world later in the day? Do you find that you tend to have a third or fourth wind of energy later at night? Or do you have a hard time falling asleep after you've gotten all cozy in bed? All of these factors are part of delayed sleep phase syndrome. So, what is this? What is sleep delayed sleep phase syndrome? Or what I'm going to call it so I don't trip over the words because I've been trying really hard not to. DSPS. In my research, I found that DSPS is a disorder that affects our internal clock. It's also called our circadian rhythm. Our body's circadian rhythm are the systems in our body, the physical, mental, and behavioral uh, changes throughout a 24-hour cycle. All humans have this natural process that primarily responds to light and dark or day and night. DSPS is a disorder that affects the sleep-wake cycle in the brain by delaying the release of a natural melatonin in the brain by two or more hours. This means that the neurotypical people in our lives get that natural release of melatonin at the quote-unquote normal time around 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock, and that allows them to fall asleep at their desired time. In an ADHD brain, this chemical isn't released until much later, if at all, because ADHD causes vitamin deficiencies and melatonin can be one of them. So this is one of the biggest reasons that we have trouble sleeping is that delayed sleep phase syndrome. And there are many, many ways to try and cope and combat with that. But I do have a couple other reasons why we always feel wired and tired. Hey listener, if you're looking for a little bit more in setting and reaching your goals or any other part of my podcast, you have two options below. You can join Focused and we both get a credit to our account Or you can sign up for a free 30-minute coaching call with me in the second link. Do either one if you feel like you want more support in these areas. Thanks. Talk to you soon. So some other reasons that we always feel tired and wired is because we don't know our capacity and we usually exceed the limits of our own bodies and what we can handle. We use coping strategies such as bedtime procrastination because we feel we didn't have enough time to wind down. And we do things like we have time blindness, so we don't realize what time it really is. See, here's the thing about sleep. Have you ever noticed that your ADHD symptoms flare up 
when you have sleep debt. And I'm sorry, but I'm really, really sorry if you thought that this was a thing. But catching up on sleep is not a thing. Your brain is a muscle, and when you overwork it, you need to recover it. So the reason that your ADHD symptoms flare up when you haven't had enough sleep is because your brain is a muscle that's been overworked and under-recovered. Just think about how your legs feel after a workout when you didn't stretch. It hurts. Your brain may not hurt like that, but it can show in the severity of your symptoms. I know that when I don't get enough sleep, I am cranky. I am not able to deal with cognitive flexibility. I cannot be flexible with my brain. And I can't focus for my life. Literally, I can't focus for shit. It's not a joke. When I don't get enough sleep, I get angry really fast. And instead of surfing my emotions, I throw them at other people. So what can we do? What can we do about this? And no, again, I'm not going to recommend a nightly routine to a bunch of people with ADHD who are going to reject that idea. (laughs) But what I am going to suggest is what has worked for me. Sleep hygiene improvement. What is sleep hygiene? It's the things that you do during the day that help you to sleep better at night. Persistently, not perfectly. So this includes, for me, setting three different get-ready-for-bed alarms. One for taking a hot shower, one for stretching, and one for a brain dump before bed. Throughout the day, I stretch, I make sure that I get at least 20 minutes of exercise, I journal, and I also use other types of restful things that I do during the day so that I'm giving my brain a break. So things that those can be things that are actively restful, okay? Like taking a walk or playing with your pet or just laying down on your bed and watching your favorite episode of a show. Now, I do get this question a lot. What's the difference between actually resting and avoiding? the tasks that you need to do. Just think about it this way. Is you resting right now going to create a net positive for you in the next in the near future or will it create a net negative? Are you really tired or is that tired feeling coming from a thought of avoidance? So I also do I I make sure to do a brain dump before bed, you guys, okay? Because Getting all of that crap out of your brain helps it to stop spinning around your entire brain, okay? It really does. I use sleep meditations, rain and thunder sounds. I take melatonin and other medication. Um, so again, if you are struggling with sleep, I do urge you to talk to your doctor, but there are some natural remedies that you can try first. There are tons of ways to improve your sleep hygiene, and I hope I helped you gain some clarity in this episode about your sleep, why it's so important, and what you can do about it. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and again, I am so grateful for you. Talk soon, and stay authentic, my friends.